Welcome everybody to the Friar Talk podcast. Today we got a special episode. The Padres just took three of four from the Dodgers in a very, very thrilling series. So we brought Ryan back on. Um, if this is your first time watching, I'm Matt. Isaac is next to me and Chase is below me. And then Ryan comes on every, every once in a while as a guest. So we got a really exciting episode today. And I'll let you start out, Isaac. How do you feel about this series? It was, I mean, obviously it was very, very exciting. The Padres come down on Sunday down 7-1, end up winning the game 8-7 to in the 11th inning. But how are you feeling right now after waking up this morning and 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 kind of feeling that victory of that series? Yeah, that was, a, that was you know, the best overall series the Padres have played yet. You know, against the Dodgers, you got to play probably your best baseball, and that's exactly what the Padres did. This was – yet last night was easily the best win coming back down from six runs. That was just, you know, something that nobody expected. I know there was probably a lot of people that were ready to turn off the TV after Nick Ramirez gave up those runs. But, you know, last night I just wanted – I pointed it out at the beginning uh, before we recorded – Last night was the first time a team won a game despite being on the road, facing a team with a 700 win percentage, trailing by six plus runs in the seventh inning or later since the Giants did so against the 50 and 21 Cubs at Wrigley on July 9th, 1918. It's been 103 years since something like this happened. So, you know, to do it against the Dodgers, and I know they're not at full strength exactly. They're without Bellinger. I don't think that's an excuse. But, uh, you know, what a great series win. We, we, we made a statement on national TV, and that was just the best way to win a baseball game last night. It was just incredible to, you know, after a, a long day to, to turn that game on. And I got to see the, the comeback kind of unfold. And that is what you expected out of this team compared to other teams in the past, where if this was the 2017 Padres, 2014, think of all those like really terrible offenses, you expect them just to roll over and die after a, a three, four run lead. But in sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth innings, um, and, and even beyond that, we just kept grinding out at bats, getting people on base, not trying to, you know, hit three run home runs, but just trying to play small ball. I, I think it was uh, the eighth inning where uh, we just kept getting single after single after single, and we just kept producing runs. And that is the type of team that you need if you're going to go where the Padres want to go. It's not about having you know this ridiculous power like the, the Yankees or the Twins have in their lineup. It's about under pressure if you're able to string together hits, get people on base, and never let a game get out of your grasp no matter what the uh the score is and right there what we did is one of the most important things a team can do in major league baseball we stole a victory we should have lost that game but we turned it into a win and i think that reflects more than anything else what this team is about and what we're about to go do in the coming years yeah i agree completely i love small ball i love how the Padres were stealing bases they implemented a hit and run that was successful i think that was in the eighth inning you know, it turns into a big inning when you can keep pressure on the pitcher, keep him in the stretch, you know, keep him worried about the base runners because it just puts one more thing on his mind that he just can't go, okay, I can throw this strike, but what if they steal? I got to give my catcher a chance to throw the ball. I can't make a bad throw now because there's a runner on third and he can take home. They did really well. They played really well. Brian Weathers might be the new Dodger killer that we need. Man, he's pitched great these last two games. I mean, if we have a playoff game against the Dodgers, I want Ryan Weathers out there on the mound. 
the bats were alive. Tatis started to break out, which was amazing. He started to hit some of the outside pitches too. So you can see his new swing is working perfectly fine. Yeah, it was an overall great series. I like that you guys bring up small ball and talk about the base stealing. Right now, the Potters actually have 31 stolen bases, and the next team has 22. So they are stealing bases at a rapid rate. Also, just the, like the aggressiveness, I think it was in the 11th, I want to say, when they had the double steal with Tatis. Yeah, it was in the 11th when they had the double steal with Tatis. I think it was Manny on base, and they steal second and third, and end up, they end up getting driven in. But they obviously have the opportunity to, you know, a single brings in two where that makes it pretty, you would be pretty confident going into the bottom of the 11th with Mark Melanson up by two. Um, just like that type of, type of mentality where it's aggressive, but it's it makes sense. And that's where we kind of have, have questioned Tingler at sometimes where he'll just steal in like weird spots. But the stolen bases have, have been working, I think. And, and we were kind of critical of him. Hey, why you keep stealing Machado? I want to say Machado stole like four or five or five or six bags that he's gone for this year. So like, Hey, if it's working, it's working. Um, and it, it's just, it's been a really fun series to watch. Also, since we're, we're talking about this Padres Dodgers series, the, the Dodgers are really beat up right now, but let's not act like the Padres are at full health. Obviously Austin Nola's hurt and he should be back apparently for the, the Diamondback series, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but let's just talk about how exciting this series is. Um, on, on Sunday morning, I, I called my, my best friend's a Dodgers fan. So I called him and we were just talking about the series. And he told me, this is any everything you could have asked this series to be. Like, this is absolutely, every game is, you know, it goes into crunch time. There's been, there was the one game, the first game where the, the Dodgers won, I want to say it was 11 to 6, but it was in the 11th inning. And besides that, every single game is almost two runs, you know, within two runs, almost all of the innings. I don't know if you guys saw that that stat that ESPN put up yesterday. But it was, and I don't know when they played this, but it was 65 innings through the six games or six games and that Sunday game up to the point. And 59 of them had were two scores or less away from each other. There was like 11 ties, like a bunch of lead changes and stuff. So, I mean, it's just been a really, really close series. We're playing against, it's not like we're, it's not like we're playing against the Dodgers, like scrub guys, like Corey Seager's out there, Mookie Betts is out there. They're they're putting out um, their their pitchers are doing pretty well for the most part. Um, their bullpen's banged up. They don't have Cody Bellinger. You know they're missing a lot of guys, but so are we. And, and it's not like and we talked about Tatis. Tatis has finally kind of gotten to his own this series. Last series he wasn't himself. Um, Manny hasn't started out particularly hot. You know Tommy Pham's been struggling. He gets hurt. Like a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Will Myers was banged up a little bit. Trent Grisham obviously. So when when these teams are at full health, this is going to be this is the the best sporting event to watch right now it, that's on TV. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Padres Dodgers game the other day, it was like the first time a baseball game had out outrated a basketball game on TV. And it was because this, everyone wants to watch it. I, the game ends yesterday. I get like texts from a handful of people. Hey, like that was an amazing game. Like I tuned in like the last few innings to see if the Padres could come back. That was incredible. And people are just excited. So I think it's time that everyone should just be really pumped up. Um, Moving forward, though, like who's who's the guys that you guys think can kind of propel this Padres team to to just be great? And now I'll let you start, Isaac. Well, it showed this series. Very obvious answer. Fernando Tatis. I mean, you know, he had five home runs in a three game span and he was the first shortstop to ever do it in Dodger Stadium. Of all the Dodger shortstops, all of the shortstops I ever played, he was the first one to do it. And it only took him like, I don't know, this is like his third year playing there. So, you know, what an amazing stat. And uh, 
I think another thing I want to point out just from the series, the series preview for anyone who watched, reverse jinx for the win. You know, I said we'd go one and three, exact opposite. So that was awesome. Obviously, Fernando's going to be the guy that's going to that's going to power this team to winning some baseball games. Also, you can mention guys like Jake Cronenworth, Trent Grisham, Manny as well. Manny, you know, he he didn't exactly hit great, but he was always on base. Played that was some of the best defense I've ever seen. Just absolutely amazing defense. So you know, there's a bunch of guys that are going to be guys that are are key components to getting us to win some baseball games. But Fernando's going to be our our you know our spark, our plug. So I'm going to go with someone who actually didn't do very well yesterday. And that is someone who I consider to be our best pitcher at the moment. And that's Joe Musgrove. Um, so yesterday he got into a lot of jams. I think second and third innings, both innings, he loaded the bases. And he only came out of those two jams with um, two runs given up. And both times he managed to get out of it. And I don't think. Today really tells, well, yesterday really told the full story of what he is as a starting pitcher. But there were some key components to his game plan yesterday that I was really impressed with. The Dodgers are a very well-disciplined team. And since Joe Musgrove is a guy who throws a lot of breaking balls, a lot of which can miss out, you know, below and outside of the zone, uh, the Dodgers, you know, they really ate him alive, I think, in the second inning they loaded the bases without even recording a hit. And I got you got to give uh, kudos to Joe Musgrove. He didn't change his game plan at all or anything like that. He stuck with it. He kept throwing the breaking balls. He didn't really give them anything to hit. And in a situation where uh, I think a lot of pitchers would have let that game get blown wide open, he kept us in the game both innings. And if you go back to the you know, starts he had before uh, versus Milwaukee, the no hitter, obviously he's something else this year. Um, you know, throwing more breaking balls is really just a, a simple thing if you think about it, but the way it's completely transformed him as a pitcher from someone in Pittsburgh who was a mid rotation guy to now, I think we're seeing another ACE in the staff legitimately and someone who's going to get Cy Young votes. I think he can be a guy that carries this team that we don't really uh, didn't really see him being able to do coming in at the beginning of the season. But I definitely think he's got the stuff. And yesterday in a critical spot, not letting that game get blown wide open, I think he really showed that he's uh, he's taken that step forward. I'm going to continue along the pitching train, and I'm going to go Ryan, uh, Ryan Weathers. He had two of his best performances, or his like two performances have been, been against the best team in baseball, and he didn't allow a single run. Yeah, that kid's a stud. He's going to be a future ace of the team. We have him for another six years, and when it comes to the biggest games of his life, he hasn't faltered at all. He's stuck through it. He's got ice in his veins. He's everything that we need in a pitcher, and he's a lefty. So, you know, he's going to take Paddock's spot eventually and eventually become the ace, if not the number two on this team, you know, next to Mackenzie Gore. Chase, you stole my guy. I was going to go with Ryan Weathers because I think that we haven't really even said that much. You you mentioned him a little bit. Ryan Weathers has looked like the guy that we've thought, you know, Mackenzie Gore is going to be. And that's not to, to discredit Mackenzie Gore in any way because he might take a while to get called up, and that's okay. There's been other star pitchers that have done that. But he has been phenomenal. Like, it has been absurd. I think he's pitched over – I, I want to say it's like 10 and a half innings against the Dodgers, and it's like his whip is like under one. 
his ERA is zero, and it's just like godly numbers, right? Like just insane. He looks like he is going to be a future ace. He absolutely looks like that. He looks unhittable at times, and it, it's great that the team that he has just come out there and just worked is the Dodgers because that's every outing he looks like they, they can't do anything against him. So I was going to take him, but I'll go with Machado. I mean, Machado yesterday goes two of six. He's hitting 253 this year. You know, he's he's not he hasn't really got hot yet, but he still hits big in the, in the situations. He has all of the big hits that you ask him to have. He had an RBI last night late in the game, um, and he just I, I think he gets fueled when he plays the Dodgers. It really seems like that. Um, and and this is, this is the last Dodgers series, but his I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna steal, I'm gonna advance on the pass ball, and I'm gonna get driven in by Haas. That was an amazing sequence, and, and I know it was last series, the last Dodgers series, but. That was incredible because he's the guy that everyone talks about. Oh, man, he doesn't hustle. Man, he doesn't do this. This this series, excellent defense. He had that leaping catch. And if you if you freeze frame that catch, he is so high in the air. He is way up there. Full extension, just phenomenal, right? Um, I, I think he's going to be the guy. Obviously, Fernando Tatis is this team's superstar. But let's not discount Machado. Machado is also this team's superstar. And I think that they have this tandem here on the left side of the infield, which is just going to be awesome. You know, we get into playoff situations. You want the you want the bat in Machado's and Tatis's hands every single time. Those are the two guys you want to see. So I'm going to go with Machado. I know we're, we're picking the the heavy hitters outside of Ryan Weathers today, but I mean, it, it is a really exciting time right now to be a Padres fan. And and if you're a Dodgers fan listening to this, and it's definitely way more biased to the Padres, it's cool for you guys too. This is we get to watch this game. Like we need to appreciate that we get to watch this awesome series. What is it? 19 matchups a year, like. The Dodgers are going to be good for a long time. Everyone knows this. The Padres should be as well. I, I think it's just an awesome time right now for, for both fan bases. But anything else you guys want to kind of talk about before we, we start talking about the Diamondback series? Yeah, uh, you know, there's a there's a guy that we all left out that pitched phenomenally two times in a row against the Dodgers. You Darvish, the dude that has 11 pitches. He made everyone look silly on the Dodgers. Um, maybe outside of that first inning. But other than that, you know, he held his own against the Dodgers, and that's the, that's the team that he, you know, he doesn't exactly have a fond history with. He blew a game seven, as we all know, but they knew what pitch was coming, so it's okay. You know, you you came around, and he's held his own against the Dodgers. The Dodgers, in their combined, have a career 179 OPS against you, Darvish. That's insane. That like, yeah, you heard that right, 179 OPS. That's absolutely crazy. So, you know, to see you Darvish succeed like that is definitely, you know, something that we all wanted to see because we brought him in to compete with the Dodgers and the team that he's pitching his best against has been the Dodgers. So, you know, what a what a what a pickup by AJ Preller and what a trade, you know. I don't know what's going on with Zach Davies, but you know, you Darvish is our ace right now. And and Ryan brought up Musgrove and he he's definitely held his own too. But I, I like you Darvish right now. Uh, I wanted to bring up uh, something about Darvish just from what I saw uh, his last outing against the Dodgers. I really think he's starting to get the feel for, in my opinion, what his best pitch is, and that's a slider. Um, I kind of noticed earlier on in the season that he was really cutter heavy, and uh, Don and Mud would even bring it up on the on the TV broadcast that when he was getting uh, when he was losing confidence in himself, he would go cutter heavy, and like a uh, like Isaac was pointing out, he uh, he's really starting to mix up the pitches more, and you're starting to see a lot more sliders from him. And that was his go-to pitch on uh, when he pitched on on Friday, right? And I mean, 
once he got the feel for it, he was landing it for strikes. He was able to throw it perfect, you know, distance outside the zone to get him to chase. And uh, yeah, you know, you're slowly starting to see him get back into that 2019, 2020 U Darvish mode where he's unhittable. And that's going to be really fun to watch. All right. So that's going to do it for this Dodgers Padres recap. And, and this was just a phenomenal series. If, if you missed out on the series somehow and are, are watching this, I don't know why you would make sure to tune in next time. Cause it's some exciting baseball. I mean, this has been just awesome. I, I almost turned it off. I was talking to Isaac before we both talked about, we were like, Oh man, this is brutal. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep watching that. Like we've seen these guys come back and then boom, it happens. So super fun series. I'm looking forward to the next one. Don't know exactly when that is probably sometime in May, but Padres Dodgers, it is much watch television right now. So moving on to the Diamondbacks Padres series, we got a, a two-game series in Arizona for for the um, Diamondbacks. They have Merrill Kelly on the mound, and then after that, they have I think it's Taylor Widener. Is it Taylor? Yeah, Taylor Widener. Uh, Merrill Kelly has been struggling. He has a seven ERA. Uh, Widener's been pretty good. Two eight two ERA. One and zero on the mound for the Padres is going to be Chris Paddock against. Uh, Merrill Kelly on Tuesday and then on Wednesday it's going to be Ryan Weathers against Widener so let's hope that that we're able to survive Paddock's start um, but but Ch- or Isaac lead it off man what, what do you think about this series oh uh, well I mean first off I think what I think about the series is going to be boring because we're not playing the Dodgers again uh, you know the Dodgers always bring us the best baseball that's for sure but this series um, we saw last time our only loss was to Widener Weidman pitched a great game in that first series, and, you know, he looked he looked pretty unhittable to us. I don't know why we couldn't touch him, but uh, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a good series. I mean, I know the Diamondbacks aren't exactly a great team, but they just – I'm pretty sure they just took a doubleheader from the Braves. They they didn't allow a single run in either of those two games, and, you know, hopefully we can put up some runs and take this series outright. It's only a two-game series, so hopefully we take both. Yeah, uh, after the, the recent play from the, the Diamondbacks – they're not really a, a team that we can uh, like overlook as much as we could going into the season. They're 11 and 11. Uh, Madison Bumgarner threw a seven game no hitter yesterday against the Braves. Then they went to Zach Gallen, and you know he's one of the the best young pitchers in baseball, so he completely dominated them too. We're getting two of the mid rotation guys, like Isaac said, Widener. He's got decent velocity, decent breaking stuff, so he did well against us uh, last time around. Merrill Kelly is someone that I'm absolutely terrified of um, because he has done really bad things to us in the past. He's got this ridiculous sinker that doesn't even sink. It just moves laterally and it defies the laws of physics and he somehow has pinpoint command of it. So I'm not looking forward to facing him. Um, in their lineup, they are missing Cattell Marte, which is you know pretty significant. He's their Tatis Jr. He's the lifeblood of the offense. He gets plugged in first or second, and he carries the team. Right now, they still got some big hitters. They got Cole Calhoun back, who we know has loads and loads of power. They got uh, Carson Kelly's having a nice season. Eduardo Escobar's is hitting the ball pretty well. It's going to really be a test for Chris Paddock last time around in, uh, in Pittsburgh. He completely came undone as soon as he got under pressure. And, you know, he's battling for that rotation spot as soon as co- someone comes back. Ryan Weathers is probably going to take his spot, so he better be ready to to shove on uh, tomorrow night because this could be his last start as a San Diego Padre. It's that simple. Yeah, uh, I want to say we take two, but it all depends on how Paddock does under pressure tomorrow. 
Uh, Diamondbacks offense is sort of underrated. Thank God we don't have to face Cattell Marte because every time he came up the bat, I'm like, oh my God, Marte's going to hit a home run here. And usually a home run followed. So I was just like, yeah, really glad we're not facing that guy right now. Uh, Merrill Kelly, man, props to him. He's always pitches really well against us. Uh, and Widener, you know, it's always something about rookie pitchers and the Padres that it just never goes well. The rookie pitchers always, for some reason, pitch like Cy Young award winners against the Padres. It's, it's a mess. But, you know, hopefully this is the second time around seeing him, so we'll be fine. And Weathers is going, so I'm confident in him. So just hopefully the offense keeps up. Uh, Paddock does well, hoping tomorrow. And uh, we all know what to expect from Weathers. So, yeah, I can see us winning these two games pretty easily. So then I'll ask you guys, how do you think both Chris Paddock and Ryan Weathers will perform? Um, I'll start by saying, if this is potentially Paddock's last start, I would probably bet that he won't perform very well. We've seen him kind of put in these, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Chris Paddock. I mean, we've talked about him so much on the show, but when he gets put into these, all right, dude, like you got to perform really well in the situation. We talked about it in spring training a little bit where it's like, hey, you're fighting for that spot. And he's kind of just caught break after break. Also, another, I think it was maybe like a week or probably two weeks ago. I forget which series it was, but we were talking about how much longer until we don't think Paddock's part of the rotation. Chase, you said three starts. Isaac, I think you said four. And I believe that was two starts ago. So there's a very good chance that this is his last start. Because yes, his ERA has gone down. It's in the threes right now. But that's because he had one earned run out of five runs in the last start that he played, where it's like the stats are, I don't think they're really telling how he's performed. Because the problem is, it's the same thing every single start. Goes out there, looks good for an inning or two, gets completely rocked, and then is fine after that. But he just gets completely rocked. About four or five runs, you can count on that every single game. He's going to allow that in one inning. And it's and I think last time it was two outs with everything and when everything happened where it's oh two outs no one on walk hit 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 and it's like oh they they just scored a whole bunch and then and then they end it with a home run and you're like dude like we this is absurd and it's it's just been the same issues every time so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that he's probably not gonna perform really well um, just because we've seen that in the past and based off what we've seen and I I hope he does perform really well um, Ryan Weathers. I expect Ryan Weathers to go out there and continue to dominate. He has looked so good lately. Um, if the Diamondbacks don't have Cattell Marte, that's that's their best bat. So that's going to be that's going to affect their lineup a lot. Um, so I'm going to say that we're going to split this series, lose the one on Tuesday, and then win on Wednesday. But Isaac, what do you think about our, our two young arms going out there? How do you think they're going to perform? Well, Chris Paddock is getting another chance. You know, I talked about. It. I, I think I said Chris Paddock keeps getting breaks and breaks and breaks, and it happens like seems like whenever we think, oh, Chris Paddock's done, something happens. And now we're like, oh, well, Chris Paddock has found his way back into the rotation. So he has to do well. Um, I think our, my definition of Chris Paddock doing well is five innings, two earned runs. That's my definition of Chris Paddock doing well, which is a quality start. You know, Chris Paddock's not going to be that type of pitcher to throw any shutouts. He doesn't have that kind of stuff to throw any shutouts. What Chris Paddock will do if he has a good start is he will keep us in the game. If he has a bad start, then he will absolutely blow the game. Um, that's just that's just kind of what Chris Paddock is. It's either a boom or bust. And that boom isn't exactly good either because it's not a shutout boom. So, um, but, you know, just going off Chris Paddock, hopefully he does well. I think I'm going to expect the worst, but I'm going to hope for the best. 
I don't really have much to say about Ryan Weathers, you know, against the Dodgers so far in all his starts against the Dodgers, he's pitched 10 and two thirds, allowed two hits, no earned runs. I don't know how many, how many walks, but he's pitched absolutely phenomenal. And I expect him to pitch even better against a weaker lineup. So I expect dominance from Ryan Weathers and hopefully better than mediocrity from Chris Paddock. I'm going to go with the, we're going to get swept. Reverse jinx, baby. Reverse jinx for the win. So hopefully we go 2-0, but I'm going to say 0-2. Okay, so since my Twitter account is based off of really bold and like in-depth predictions, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I am going to be extremely specific on what I think is going to happen. Chris Paddock is going to throw a perfect game through the first three innings of the of the of the lineup uh the arizona diamondbacks top four in the lineup will be in order right fielder paven smith um left fielder cole calhoun actually flipped those two uh defensively uh catcher carson kelly and batting fourth will be third baseman eduardo escobar what's going to happen is to lead off the fourth inning paven smith is going to hit a double cole calhoun's going to follow that up with a two-run home run um Carson Kelly is going to single, and then Eduardo Escobar is also going to hit a two-run home run. After that, Chris Paddock will be fine, and he won't give up another run. He will get pulled after, I'm going to say, let's say five innings. Let's go five innings, four earned runs, maybe a little shot of him being sat in the dugout again on on TV. Um, Command is going to be decent. He's going to give up two walks. Screw it. I'll throw in four strikeouts. Um, for Ryan Weathers, I'm going to say he goes six, th- six innings for the first time. I think he's going to be very efficient, and I'm going to say he's going to give up one earned run, and that will be a solo home run to Carson Kelly. Rest of the lineup for the Diamondbacks is pretty left-handed heavy in terms of like their better hitters, so I think he's going to have a lot of this, of success. They're going to bring out a lot of younger guys and try to you know load up on right-handers, but they're not going to be very good. He's going to mow them down, but I think he'll give up one solo home run to Carson Kelly and we will go one and one with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I'm hoping Paddock at least gives us five innings. Like Isaac said, two earned runs, but what I'm really hoping for is that Tingler kind of lets Weathers go five to six innings. You know, he only has ever thrown between like, I think 86 pitches a game. He gets taken out right around there. So, you know, hopefully he goes deeper into this game, maybe six or seven innings because we really do need to rest our bullpen. It's been demolished over these like last few series, man. They, the bullpens, like I think we have the most innings pitched from our bullpen arms in the majors. So we need a couple of guys to go deep into games just to get them some rest, so that we can continue for the whole series or the whole season. My bad. Yeah, because it's been rough for them, and if they continue to do this, it's gonna tire them out by the time we need them deep into the season. Yeah, so that's going to do it for this kind of preview. Um, looking forward to it. A nice two-game series. The Potters have a rest day both today on Monday and on Thursday. So that hopefully that the arms get some rest that way as well. Um, but let's let's see how these two young pitchers do. You know, these are two of the the former top end prospects for the Padres going out there. Both Chris Paddock, who who both their careers are in very different stages right now, where Paddock kind of started out really hot and seems to have, have regressed over the last two seasons. But Ryan Weathers is just it's all excitement for him right now. So let's hope he continues to dominate. Let's hope that Paddock goes out there and looks good because much rather have an issue of, oh, who are we going to have as our starting pitchers as there's a guy that maybe has earned it even back, like in, in Paddock where, hey, like he might not have pitched really well, but he's looking like he's improving a little bit. I would I would love to see that. Um, unfortunately, we haven't seen that yet, but 
the, the more quality arms you have, the better. So let's hope that these guys just come out there and look really good. But that's going to do it for today. If this is your first time watching, make sure to subscribe, like, comment. Um, let us know what you guys think about our matches, matchups as well. And, and let's see if Ryan is, is, is correct to the T on this one because that would be awesome. But that's going to do it for everyone. And, and thanks, for, thanks for hopping on and watching the show. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.